Hello. Welcome to the 2020 Miss Juneteenth pageant. My name is Sydney, and I will be reciting a poem for you today. Phenomenal Woman by <laughs> Maya Angelou as Alfre Woodard in the hit movie Beauty Shop. <clears throat> Pretty Woman, wonder where my secret lies? I ain't cute. A built to suit a fashion model size. <laughs> More evidence that all black Ooh. movies are connected. They're all connected. <laughs> what we watched this week, Sid? This week, we tuned into recently released Miss Juneteenth and took a second look at the black classic Deliver Us from Eva. Ooh. All right. Roll the music. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is the new Chitlin Circuit. We review indie, low budget, and direct to TV black films. This week, tuned into Miss Juneteenth, recently released this year actually on Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. Stellar cast, some of our yes. favorites. I mean, yes, they they hit it on the head with this. Uh, so this is Sydney. written and directed. Go, I know, I know you're gonna have it. Look, I I know you got it. We got to get into our good sis. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, look, it's it's inevitable for me to interrupt you while you're trying to read the cast. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited for um, one actress I hold very dear to my heart, but I'm going to let you finish talking yeah. about the the writer <laughs> of the movie, which is very important because she did a good very. job. Well, she did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now a fan of this director and writer, Miss Channing Godfrey Peoples. Shout out to you, sis. Uh, you Shout killed out. the endless. Let's, I'm going to hop into it because I can see you itching because I got a name. Yeah. I got to say it right right now. Miss Nicole Bahari. Or I say Bahari, but I Bahari. haven't met her yet. Um, she has not, you know, answered any of my requests for a date yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Or even just some coffee. It doesn't even have to be all of that. You know, mm. I am a very humble, normal person. You know, mm -hmm. coffee, tea, maybe some scones. Shit, if we eat and we might as well get dinner. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> Nicole Bahari is one of the most beautiful and talented people. Yes. Period. <laughs> like, and that's on they, what? Period. Period. They don't make actresses like this every They really day. don't. And I'm going to say it. God yes. don't make women like this all the time. This is... He don't. God gets in his bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> and to, to make a woman that looks like Nicole Bahari. I have a lot to say about it, but let's hear about the rest of the cast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's I, that was so great. I wow, I'm tongue tied just moving forward. Me too. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> we also have the lovely and ever so fine with that southern accent that we all <laughs> love and uh discuss on Insecure Sundays. Mr. Kendrick <laughs> Sampson. My my god, my god, my god. Talk mm -hmm. about somebody took their time. Hello. Yeah. Huh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And a newcomer to the screen, uh, Alexis Chikese or Chikese. Sorry, young sis. You know, I I be trying to be politically correct and get folks' yeah. names right because you know you want to get people to pronounce your name right. So yeah, young Alexis. But we're also very approachable. If we say your name wrong, just you know, give us a holler. Let us know. Please, how to say yeah, it. let me know, and I will say it right from here on yeah, out. Because we're fans, and we we look after this, we're gonna be following your work. I'm a fan. 
you know? Same. So I, I can't wait to see what you do next. Can't yeah. wait. Uh, and I think one other person I just want to mention, because she was also in Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, uh, mm-hmm. Liz Michael, uh, who played Betty mm-hmm. Ray in the movie. Yeah. So I just, it was great to see her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what, Sydney? If, if, if you feel we have adequately introduced the, you know, the writer and the, the filmmaker and the cast, I'm ready mm-hmm. to get into this. Let's do it. Now, here's the thing that I want to say about the Juneteenth rollout, like rolling it out on Juneteenth and mm-hmm. the success this movie has seen. Like some things you can calculate and like when it comes to making a movie to make money, you know? Right. Some things, you know, you you, you release it in July, <laughs> you know, right. release it in August. People want to see it. People go to movies in the summertime, you know, blockbuster months. But you mm-hmm. can't predict such a ripe time like why people like Juneteenth is the first time in my lifetime that Juneteenth was actually widely recognized and celebrated. Yes. Same. You know, so for well, such a timely too. movie, you know, to just come and celebrate this this what used to be obscure piece of African American mm-hmm. culture. Like yeah. what a what a stroke of like luck. Luck. What a time. I mean, yeah. what a time. And the movie's good. <laughs> Miss Channing was in her big bag, her big Telfar oh, bag. Yes. When they she did was this in her movie. Telfar. <laughs> like, yeah, man. So look, and because it just came out, uh, this is came out a month ago. We won't spoil mm-hmm. it for you guys. We definitely want you to check it out. It's available. Um, I rented it. I rent my movies from the Google Play Store. Um, yeah. that's me. Where did you watch it, Sid? I rented it from uh, Apple. But it's like also yeah. on Voodoo. You can get it on Prime if you want to rent it there, or like if you have yes. a smart TV, you can rent it from there too. So you got you got oh, a lot cool. of different options on where you can watch. Definitely, this. yeah. And I recommend it. You know, it's just five little dollars. Think about we can't go to the movies no more. Exactly. Going to the movies used to cost how? Much, let's let's bring it up. Thirteen dollars <laughs> for the ticket. More than that. Definitely in DC, yeah. that's about five dollars for the train ride. There, you know, what I'm talking uh-huh. about you get a snack, that's ten dollars right there. It's expensive, yep. so five dollars to watch a movie from the comfort of your home that's a deal, especially Priceless. when it's art of this quality. All right, so I recommend you watch it. Um, we won't spoil it for you, so please enjoy this spoiler free review. Uh, please, before we're just gonna talk about like. how much we love everybody in this movie anyway. That's what it's gonna yeah. be for real, so definitely. You know, the first thing I want to talk about, like I said before, sometimes different movies capture, like I get stuck on certain elements of a movie for Mm -hmm. better or worse. This movie was for better. The first thing that called out to me in this movie. Oh, we have to do it though, since we've made it a a show tradition at this point. What we got to do? You got to give us a synopsis. I mean, I I know I've been kind of tough or whatever the last few episodes. Yeah, you've been tough about it. But like, I think, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a how much challenge. time I got, Sid? You always got sixty seconds. That's what I'm giving. All right, <laughs> sixty seconds to explain the plot of Miss Juneteenth. Miss Juneteenth. All right, here we go. Right. You you got your clock pulled up because you you like a like a stopwatch like you you like you all up on it now. <laughs> yeah, ain't no cheating. Okay, Mm-mm. let's get it. I'm gonna hit start <laughs> now. All right, so. In the heart of Texas um, and in the the depths of Southern pageantry culture, 
Uh, a young mother uh, who is the mother of a teenage girl is trying to prep her daughter for a pageant that was important to her in her childhood, Mm -hmm. which she won in her childhood, called Mm. Miss Juneteenth, Um, all while trying to make ends meet, grapple with, you know, being a single mother and trying to find love. And also, while the teenage girl is trying to figure out how to be a person, (laughs) you know, because at that age, you're trying to figure it out. Um, And this all happens on a beautiful backdrop of horses and cowboy hats and grills and like cars with hydraulics and stuff and brisket and (laughs) and rib tips. (laughs) And and that is the plot of Miss Juneteenth. Now, where did I land? Did I get in 60 seconds? I was, you literally, it was zero seconds left on my clock just now. So that was exactly 60 seconds. Look, y'all, this is, I, sh- I should get paid to do this. <laughs> Someone wants to sponsor our 60-second segment, please send an email mm-hmm. to circuit at gmail.com. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And um, we could do it like every other black outlet. And this is the 60-second challenge brought to you by <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> like all black the black is, brands. Right. By Sprite. By, right. My black is beautiful and PNG. Thank you. <laughs> Why do it be like that? Like <laughs> McDonald's and Sprite just Sprite. give their money. They we know they don't care about us, but they just they really don't. They always they, doing the blackest stuff. They is. <laughs> I don't make the rules. They just that's how the ads placed. I don't I don't yeah. get it. Well look, if you would like to sponsor, well, let us know. <laughs> yeah, let us But know. now that we got the plot summed up and y'all know what we finna talk about, mm-hmm. and we have clearly and loudly expressed our like deep appreciation for Nicole Bahari, like a, a long-standing appreciation I have for her, yes. um, which I will not like stop bringing up throughout this episode. And mm-hmm. also our newfound appreciation for this filmmaker, you know? Yes. Who I also found out while doing some research, she like wrote on Queen Sugar and I'm like, duh, it oh. makes so much sense. Like you talented. <laughs> Yeah, that's straight up talent. Just they, talent. She's, when you Google her name, they, the first article comes up is like uh, Ava DuVernay approved director. Yeah, like, she's like, got the Ava stamp. Once you get that, like you a you a for real director. Once, for like, real, you for know. Real. Yeah. Um. Now that we've expressed all that like excitement and gratitude for this being had being made, I want to get into like the things that really uh attached to me uh on this movie. Please, and the yes. first thing is I know for a fact you're going to relate to it, Sydney. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the costume design. It's the production yes. design as a whole, but, like, the costumes are spot on to yes. how people dress in the country. Like, you know what I'm talking about? And no, yeah. the whole point that I'm trying to make is I miss the South. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you feel me. <laughs> I do. I think, you know, because, you know, when you live somewhere your whole life, you're like, all right, I'm trying to get up out of here. This is blah, blah, blah. Or, like, you visit your relatives mm-hmm. who, like, live in other, like, southern parts of the country. Like, this is cool. But, like, then you go off to school or you move for whatever thing in your life. And then you realize how much this region is yeah. embedded in you. And that's yeah. that's who I am. You know? So, yeah. we always talk about us missing the South. So I've shaken my southern accent for the large part. But uh-huh. I, 
my notes are typed in like just real guttural southern dialect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I spell can't like ain't but with a C. With a C. And the note that I have about me missing the South is I can't tell you what I would do to have uh-huh. Nicole Bahari serve hmm. me a plate of brisket. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I would pay for that plate of like that plate of brisket if I wow. like you know. Wow. This movie it's is it you know I love a good, beautiful, like aesthetically pleasing tribute mm-hmm. to the South, which is yes. also the most positive thing that I had to say about Queen and Slim. Say, and I was gonna bring that. That's like in my notes how like yes, Queen and Slim was like controversial. This mystery and tooth I don't think has like any controversial topics or nothing like that. Yeah. But like it was beautifully shot, as was Miss Juneteenth. So like very saturated colors and like you you like mm-hmm. the humidity is kind of visible yes. <laughs> in the camera it, it's know? deep it makes things like i don't, i don't know how art because i'm not an art hoe for real but like i felt <laughs> like an art hoe watching this because it's like yeah. I, I it just is the word is it texture is that what it is it just adds a certain texture. je ne sais quoi to the camera <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but, definitely ah uh, yeah you know so a, another thing about the South I, I wanted to bring up, but so my folks are from Alabama and I spent all my childhood summers running around in, in mm-hmm. the like okra patches and toting watermelons <laughs> on my shoulder and stuff. Very, um, how do you say? Very like Huckleberry <laughs> Finn, like <laughs> very like John Henry. Yeah. And I thought everybody did stuff like that, but um, they do not. I had never told um, it no watermelon nowhere, but out of Publix and home. No? Yeah. I would no. I do not want no grocery store watermelon. I concede to it now because I live in a city now, but mm-hmm. I won't off the back of my granddaddy truck come up and we cut into it and he don't know it's a yellow meat watermelon and we that is <laughs> Sydney. I cannot explain. That's equivalent <laughs> to finding actual gold. It's not very it's not as rare as gold, but like uh-huh. somebody come up with a watermelon, you already know what the fuck finna go down. Because they bringing out the newspaper on the porch, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you and you know your aunties is to go get the big knife. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and um, you cut you're painting into that a great watermelon. image, ain't it? Because we'll put that table, like the picnic table, we'll set it up on the porch. There's newspapers uh-huh. all over the place, and we cut into it, honey, honey. And the Miller's watermelon is yellow. This is a yellow meat watermelon. Didn't nobody know. Because it's one thing to go buy one if you're in the mood uh-huh. for that like particular taste, but it's yeah. another thing to think you're getting a red one and it's a yellow one. And you That's come up on a, a yellow what one. What a treat! What mm. a treat! <laughs> that does sound lovely. I'm not even gonna lie, it does. <laughs> I didn't even mean to get to talking about watermelons on porches, but <laughs> what I wanted to bring up was the pageant culture in the South. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like for us, like because. The premise of like Miss Juneteenth, the, the pageant in the movie, is like the winner then gets a full ride to an HBCU of their choice. Like the both yeah. of us going to Howard, like pageant culture wasn't like a huge part of like what was going on at Howard. Like yes, there were pageants, but like yeah, nobody was showing out like how they do at no. Southern pageants. Like it, it is an extravaganza yeah. in the South. Yeah, it's it's something different. It's really like captivating. Yeah, the, like what African Americans, what like Black Americans have made out of the Western things we were given, you know, mm-hmm. like the spiritualism and like mysticism 
that we bring to Christianity that right. is not a part of white people's Christianity. But not at it's all. Really, more like leftover things from like West African traditions mm-hmm. and the flair and like mm. <laughs> like the style poison like Ooh. just like beautiful blackness that we bring yes. to like a really uptight tradition of cotillions and pageants you know yeah now in greenville alabama which is where my family's from i never participated in the pageants because i wasn't ever there for pageant season but and also the whole dyke thing um i wasn't really interested <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but my oldest sister cal she did and, and all my like cousins um uh-huh. did participate in the pageants and it wasn't as extravagant as this and there was no scholarship to gain yeah. <laughs> it's purely just like a tradition and like a really important one of like mm. like it's not forced on you but like if you're going to participate in the pageant it's serious like yes it's, it's very important yeah. to the community what you do up there i do have a pageant story um, you do? I do. Um, and it's not like a huge, actually, it's not a huge thing at all. Uh, but when I was, I was very, very young when this, uh, when I participated in a pageant type ceremony. So I was in, <laughs> I did, I guess, one in the first and second grade at the school I was going to. Shout out to Green Forest um, mm-hmm. on Candler Road. But yeah, <laughs> so I was Miss First and Miss Second Grade when I was at Ooh. Green Forest. And, you know, you do the whole I thing. I didn't tell you that. Didn't tell no. you? Well, yeah, girl, I was. I, I, I'll pull out some pictures. I'll show you. And you know, you you were Mister <laughs> Miss First Grade. You, you go Post out. Them you do on the, the whole... Instagram. Girl, I ain't doing that. Maybe put I will. The, come on. Maybe I will. The... I'll yeah, put, I'll put on, on a gram. I'll put on a gram. Yeah. When we when we post about the movie, I'm gonna do that. I would do that. It's yeah, gonna be nice. It'll we be nice. See this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's a good idea. I'm gonna do that. Make but no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did do it, and you know, you do the whole thing during the parade, and you sit on top of the car. And you wave and you, you throw candy <laughs> and they teach you, you know, ladies, you, you hold your hands together a certain way and it's very mm-hmm. rigid and you cross your legs. And it was a whole a whole thing. You wear like this really cute little white dress. I got my hair done, yep. little crown. I thought I was the shit. You were. Not going to lie. You were. I really did. You? I Girl, I thought I was really stunting on these girls. I was just seven. Who cared? Um, <laughs> but it was cool because you get to walk within the big homecoming queen. Uh, who was like in 12th grade and you're like, oh, look at this beautiful star, this huge crown on her head. I want to do that. When I yeah. when I reached the tender age of 17, I never <laughs> cared about that stuff in high school, but I did yeah. participate in some Southern pageant culture. And that this movie reminded me of that. I was like, oh, I guess I have done that before. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. Damn, that's interesting. This is, what a wonderful like thing to do with you, Sydney. I... I love hosting this pod with you every week, but like, you know, we've lived together. So I, th- I thought I already knew everything about you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, that's not something you bring up in conversation. Yeah, because I know you girls, we're all at Howard or whatever, but don't get it twisted. I was Miss First Grade, so put some respect on me. <laughs> like, why would I say that? <laughs> like, what? Hey, look, hey, you got to lay lay down who, you, who's boss. Imagine, <laughs> I'm going to put that on my... This year. <laughs> I'm going to add it to my resume. <laughs> Miss First Grade 2002. Yeah. So what did you learn Give from that experience? Go. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Next time they ask me about, tell me about the time when. Well, <laughs> in 02, yeah. So. Yeah. You know, there are two things else about the, so the, the woman who's leading the pageant, who's like being the MC of the pageant, mm-hmm. she does this black Southern thing, like old head thing of calling a yeah. poem, a poem. 
Yeah. Did you catch that? They I always did. love calling that a, a yeah. plane. And another thing about the pageant, of course, no spoilers, but there is one thing I really wanted to point out to you, Sydney, because it made me think of you. Mm. <laughs> um, one of the contestants, you know, there's a talent part of the, the show. And she does a dramatic um, recitation of uh-huh. Sojourner Truth, Ain't I a Woman? And it was. If you guys want to know anything about Sydney Johnson, <laughs> that is like spot on drama that Sydney would serve up. So I thought yes. of you when I saw that part. I don't know if you you really thanks, on friend, that part. because I really did. I I thought that that girl should have won. So you know, I really <laughs> that's the clear winner here. That's the clear. She really gave it her all. Because if you have a talent, why not? You know, because I always thought like if I, I did think I had a talent to do for a pageant or whatever but now thinking about it I would have just did a dramatic rendition of like one of my favorite monologues so like yeah. maybe Celie's monologue in the color purple or yeah. like um Brianna Barnes in one-on-one reciting oh. the save the last dance monologue but I'm Brianna Barnes you know there's some layers to it <laughs> <laughs> And UPN's hit show one on one. You know, so yeah. I do. I, I'm glad you saw that that parallel because I too yeah. noticed it while watching it. Yeah, yeah, I I did. I thought of you. You know, there's one thing that I do want to like kind of use the movie as a way to like, have conversation on this thing before we get mm-hmm. to you know uh, wrapping up what we feel about the movie and giving out awards. Yes, um, there's a theme in the movie about with the movie being about Juneteenth, you know, mm-hmm. being about the celebration of Juneteenth and the history of it. There yeah. are a lot of themes about like freedom and captivity, like themes that like that, that come up. Uh-huh. And I, I really connected or just really like focused in on one of the characters, you know, just says something along the lines of, you know, this little shack is raggedy, but mm. it's mine. You it's know, mine. They yeah. can't take it away from me. It's mine. I got my papers. So like mm-hmm. the it's intentional to use like I got my yeah. papers. Like the connection black people that we kind of put on like ownership or trying to gain like some semblance of wealth as of like as our freedom, like freedom. as our papers. Yeah. I thought that was like it was an unexpected like theme of the movie cuz I thought the movie was just going to be, you know, just, the just about the pageant but the yeah. movie's about so much more in some ways it's a coming of age tale about mm-hmm. um uh nicole bahari's character's name is turquoise which turquoise. i like that. and they call it turk <laughs> about, it's so cute <laughs> turk, about turquoise's daughter um yeah and so it's uh, partly coming of age about that and i know we covered the movie Jen, and i think this movie is a little similar in that it's just as much about the daughter as it is about yes. the mother and it's really interesting to see that what did you Spot think about on. that? No, same. I think I was after like watching and then reading a few uh, reviews and then like seeing, uh, getting more, I guess, info from the director on the movie, just kind of catching like those little glimpses of like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, the pageant is the main plot of the movie. Sure. But like, there's, we're, we're trying to figure out like uh, Nicole Bahari's character, like what, what does freedom look like for her in this movie? Like yeah. she was a young mom yeah. And, you know, she's taking care of her daughter and trying to make a life for them. But, like, she, Miss Juneteenth is supposed to be the person who, like, after you win, you go on and do great things in your life. And she hasn't yeah. felt that she's done anything, right? But, yeah. you know, 
at the end of the movie, we kind of get, I guess she gets some semblance of like freedom and like some ownership of something and feeling like that. Or even like, you know, um, one of her like side love interests who keeps trying to (laughs) marry her. And his freedom is owning this funeral home that's been in his family forever. I want to talk about that. Yeah. I want to talk about the funeral home director. So Mm -hmm. I had this conversation with actually a white coworker who was reading Warmth of Other Sons. Mm, I love that book. Yeah, you read that one, right? Mm -hmm. People around me keep reading it, so I just I'm soaking it up that way. Um, Oh yeah, you got you got to take your time with it. It took me uh, a lot of subway rides to just finish it. It's it's very lengthy, but it's worth it. Yeah, I've only just now started back reading for pleasure because I used to be a commute reader, but yeah, I ride my bike and I walk to work now. So like, (laughs) you can't read on no bike. Yeah, yeah. But now I have the time, you know, I just ordered some books actually, but that's it. We'll have that kind of offline. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah. he was reading Warmth of the Suns, you know, about great migration and just how, how that worked out. Mm-hmm. And he was asking, because he read in the book about, you know, the wealth of black funeral home directors yeah. and like the prestige of that job, especially in the South. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Now that you think about it, because he's got an academic look on it. He don't know no black funeral home directors. <laughs> right. You know, and I, and I said, you know what? Now that you bring that up, now that you're asking that question, that is true. Like, that's like a funeral home directors are a cornerstone of a yes. black Southern community. Like, yes, they are. Literally. And it's like, it's always like a family business. Like funeral home directors come from a long line of funeral home directors. Mm-hmm. And it's. They're well off. It's like the unless you're Phaedra to... Parks, she just started a funeral home just because. Oh well, I mean, if she if it's one thing Miss Phaedra gonna do is get a check. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> hello. Um, <what> was... <laughs> I'm sorry. I really oh. I just had to put Phaedra in that. <laughs> oh, that's what I said. So like, and also because the stability and the like wealth that comes with that position and that mm-hmm. like lineage is similar to how I think like white people are with like dentists like how you could just be a dentist uh, and that's a stable career and like yeah. that's usually your mama's and your daddy's a dentist or like an eye <laughs> like, doctor like cause my yeah. eye doctor is white <laughs> yeah my eye doctor white. is white as well yeah <laughs> and I was like oh okay cool yeah it's just like, like a stable normal career that mm-hmm. is like I, like kind of revered and everyone needs that's what it is everyone needs that needs, person in the community yeah. that's why i chose dentist so yeah it's it's a weird phenomenon that i think people outside of really black communities and people outside of the south don't really think about that but people in the south will tell you yeah the funeral home director like that. yes and, but also i feel like like in maybe just like I don't know if it's like the black Southern tradition or just black in general, like yeah, funerals are like, of course, sad during like the ceremony and like, you know, you're sitting, but like, it's kind of like a, a grand thing. Like you, you dress mm-hmm. up like the, I mean, you put them in a favorite outfit, you get the, yeah. the makeup, right. The best wig you can find. They looking sharp yes. in the casket yes. for real, for real. And then when you get you out to like, the grave site, yeah, it's a whole thing like it's yeah. not just so little like you know we just gather at the gravesite for 30 minutes say a few prayers and leave it, it's an yeah. it's an all day and then you have a repass it's a lot the funeral home means and that's, a lot <laughs> so that's also like you're spot on like that's why that's an important position because yeah. like 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 kind of it 
back around to what I said earlier about the mysticism and like spirituality that black people bring to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Like the Christianity black people do is not the same Christianity of their white it's neighbors. Not. Like the reverence for the ancestors and for mm-hmm. like the passage of someone moving from this realm to the ancestor realm yeah. is like even black people who don't use that language, like my mom, I, my mama ain't never like like said ashe to the ancestors. I was gonna say, yep. At my great grandmother's <laughs> funeral, there was an African drum circle, and we all said okay. ashe for the ancestors. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and that's was, a thing. Okay. You know, you do just, like libations and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, you just do it. So, but even without that, like my like all of my family, it holds very dearly, like the respect and lives of the people mm. who have passed on like yep. ancestors like they're highly regarded and death is like a it means something different mm-hmm. to, to like black people as opposed to white people which is why small things details like how quickly small white people things. bury their family members yeah and like how long it takes us to plan this like grand grand transition for them yeah into the next life it's very important it's not something we can definitely plan in a week you know yeah because if you go to like a funeral and it happens like real quick it's like they put them in the ground fast eh? yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just threw them in the ground huh He's trying to get rid of yeah then she didn't care nothing she about that man about he just died on right thursday there. within the ground sunday <laughs> As if keeping him outside the ground is like he can't do nothing. Yeah, but you see how important it is. Or first question when you come from come back from a funeral, who did the body? Who did (laughs) it matters? That's you know? Yeah. And I that's a really small detail that like a white person watching this movie wouldn't think twice about. They would think, oh, okay, that's just his job. No, like it's just like the reason he is the stable man trying to make a like quote good woman out of her mm-hmm. it, that tracks with him being the funeral home director it's yeah a, this is his job forever <laughs> i mean you know ooh, that's this a is commitment. his business it's reliable <laughs> he will never have to change careers yeah. or consider it at all people is gonna die <laughs> they that's gonna true. need him they is gonna, you know? yeah so that's why he is the symbol of stability in the movie. And uh, yeah. a white person or somebody outside the South probably wouldn't even pick up on that. As, yeah, I've, Damn, I, I mean, love this movie. I mean, loved it. But even <laughs> not, if we're going to talk about the Great Migration, I think it's just all black people would understand that, right? Because yep. everybody migrated from the South. So, like, if you're a black person True. and ended up in California, it's very likely your people came from Texas or Louisiana. If you in yeah. like Detroit, they was probably from Mississippi. If you in New yeah. York, it was like from Georgia. So you know what I'm saying? It's like the tradition mm-hmm. stayed with us. We just ended up in all different parts of the country. So Yeah. Got you it. know what's good confirmation of that? What? Everybody hates Chris is set in Brooklyn, but the funeral uh, home director is <laughs> the same type true. of character. That's true. <laughs> tragic, so, tragic, 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 tragic. <laughs> Look, man, it is it. I cannot understate how much I enjoyed watching this movie and like how much it made me miss the South, like how well it mm. nailed Southern traditions that don't get talked about. Cause people, you know, everybody knows about the rodeo in Texas or like, yeah. you know, or like if you in Houston, you got a grill. Like, yeah. Like yeah, everybody knows everybody about knows that, that stuff, yeah. but the little details like the funeral home director and like, you know, um, what else I had said? 
Y'all was listening. The other thing yeah. I had said. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard. Small details. No, yeah. it and the it, wardrobe it, that we talked about. Um, wardrobe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, the pageantry. Yeah. The um, yes. pageant culture. Oh, yeah, duh. The main point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Because it, it just... This could have been a movie in in less able hands. It could have mm. like just dropped one of the balls that it was juggling. It's it's yeah. a coming of age tale. It's a story about a struggling single mom, and it's mm-hmm. a like competition movie because you're like you know you care about if a character wins or not. But you know it's right. the parts of a of a type of movie like that. It could have very easily dropped any one of those, but it didn't. It did not. Nothing. <laughs> 10 out of 10. And, you know, we got to give credit to Channing. She's also from Fort Worth, Texas. So, like, this oh. is pretty personal to her own story yeah. and, like, knowledge. That's why, you know, people say, like, you got to have people with these experiences tell these stories is important. This is the prime yes. example of why it's important. Because you can't just Very be, much. sure, you could be from Maine and write a movie called Miss Juneteenth. But are you really going to write a movie called Miss Juneteenth if you're from Maine? No, it's not going to hit. Like, you need to be from Texas, and you got to do it right. So, Channing, thank you for giving us this. We got to keep singing your praises, because it was great. Very much so. Very much so. We really appreciate you making this. Sydney, Mm. will Mm. you tell us who came to act? My favorite part of every episode. And, you know, we, (laughs) we have sung up this woman's praises, and um, Anything she in, we love is perfect because we know she gonna bring it all yeah. day, every day. So, Miss Nicole, if you listening, I would love to nominate you, and you've gotten the nomination for the yeah. Who Came to Act Award this week. This you is thing, no sis. small feat. This is Mm-mm. a big award. You know, this is up there with the Academy Award. This is up there with the BET Awards, with the Emmy yeah. Awards. This is this is important you know very and with that nomination from our uh academy <laughs> Sid Johnson <laughs> thank you one person academy <laughs> i wholeheartedly fully with no like no doubt accept mm. this nomination nicole mm. Bahari is so talented so talented and you know what i found out recently Ugh. why she isn't working as much and you know why yeah. White people. She got blackballed. Yeah. Well, After we, no Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, white people, they did not do right about that. And yeah. that's why that show, you know, sunk the way that it did, because they killed her off. I was a big fan of Sleepy Hollow, like, when it came out. And mm-hmm. I was reading all the, you know, Ichabod and Abby uh, fanfics. I'm not uh-huh. that. Because um, <laughs> I was so, like, captivated by Nicole Bahari, and I still am to this day. Mm-hmm. And she is, I, I, so much so that I've watched, she's been in some smaller things. I think we should review, like do a quick nugget of that uh, short film she did with another black woman. It's just them two and they go to an island. I forget, like the, something between I, us. Look, if Nicole's in it, let's do it. You, you ain't no F, ends yeah. or buts about it. Like if she in it, I know it's good. It's so, so good. <laughs> and like good. this woman, her acting, she, acts with her whole existence i can't yes. explain that i can't explain that like but how you people... feel it but you yeah it's, you, 
something you feel when you see her on screen. I mean, like, even in, like, yeah. the movie 42 with Jackie Robinson, sure, it's about Jackie Robinson, but I rewatched yeah. 42 just to see Nicole. Like, yes, she's Chadwick so Boseman is great, but she is the reason I watched the movie. Yeah. Like, people say, like, you know, Denzel acts with his voice, you know? Mm-hmm. And Kerry Washington acts with her mouth. Yes. But, like, Nicole Bahari acts like it's like she can change her aura. I can't explain that. She acts that. with her being. Is that it? Yeah. It's yeah. like there's a there's just one scene in the movie where she's like, you know, having a conflict with someone and she walks away from them. And mm-hmm. you know how you walk away and you look back or something? Uh-huh. It was like she did an entire paragraph of dialogue silently like without opening her mouth yeah and she said one she said one thing because i beat her and i said oh yeah see you see we're talking about two different scenes and that like it's she does it multiple times (laughs) she literally talented this i can't understate how good of an actress nicole bahari is i mean and there's no language that i have that i possess i only know one and a half languages that's english and country (laughs) <laughs> and I ain't got like I don't have enough words to describe how beautiful she is you know yeah so I won't try I will just keep it at that she is also very gorgeous she um, is and she is. the colors and the the camera work of this movie does it uh, does it very much justice does her beauty much justice I'm gonna and be rewatching before my 48 hour rental is up I want to watch this again that's me being for real. This was yeah. good. And Nicole Great. Bahari, just think about it, okay? <laughs> just think about uh, hitting me up. <laughs> just to talk about film. Just to have, a, like, mm-hmm. you know, we could a pop regular, some regular conversation. Okay. Yeah, we could have some sparkling water, maybe some cantaloupe or something. It's well, mm-hmm. Let's have some watermelon. It's summertime. And mm-hmm. just talk, you know, me and you. Um mm together mm. and i will say because I, I i have to give uh our youngsters her props to uh alexis she held mm-hmm. her own in this movie she, she she was not like somebody to look over or look past and i think yeah. she has a very very bright future and a career yeah. so shout out to you two uh young sis you going far did you think yeah you know what i would have liked what I would have liked to see Miss Levy Simone be her friend or something. Like I was something I would in this movie made me want to see a girl with brains. Yes. <laughs> like I want and, and a little attitude because Levy a brings a little attitude. attitude. I love it. Yes. I would love Levy Simone in this. I love that. That's true. <laughs> but I'm just being greedy now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just gather all of our favorite black actresses mm-hmm. and be like, all right, y'all, act. And let's see if they do now it. Show me. <laughs> show me. Do it. <laughs> do that thing you do. <laughs> Come show your aunties that dance. <laughs> that, little, that little dance y'all learn. Come on. <laughs> Look, man. We I'm I'm so excited. Um I really like talking about this movie almost as much as I liked watching it. So y'all give it a watch as well. And then Please. now me and Cindy, after the break, we're going to take another watch at a take another look at a black classic. Deliver Oof. us from evil. I don't know if y'all remember this one. Do a quick Google because you've seen it before. I know you you've have. seen it. You have seen it. <laughs> if you haven't, where you been? Exactly. <laughs> and then after the break, we're going to uh, talk about it on second watch. All right. After the break. 
All right, we are back uh, with our segment on Second Watch, mm. and we're going to take another look at the 2003 movie. 2003, De- yep. Deliver Us from Eva. That's got LL Cool J, Gabrielle Union, uh, Mel Jackson. Essence Atkins is in mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, and this is how this works. So we watched this movie way while ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to tell you where we were and how we felt the first time we watched it. And then we'll tell you how we feel about it on second watch. Now, Sydney, where were mm-hmm. you when you first seen it? How, how did it hit when you first saw it? And mm-hmm. how do you feel now on second watch? Does it hold up? Yeah. So when first seeing this movie, because it is rated R, we were mm-hmm. pretty young when this movie came out. So yeah. I feel like I don't remember seeing it in theaters because of my age, but I do mm-hmm. remember having it on DVD and I think the first time watching it, I either watched it with my grandma because she didn't really care mm. about movie ratings or like I had to sneak and watch it. It was one of the two. Mm. Um, but <laughs> I do remember like my feelings watching it and one, always knowing that um, Gabrielle Union was going places. Well, had yeah. arrived someplace because, uh, yeah. of course, I had seen like Bring It On and oh, yeah. I was rooting for the Clovers. And I said, oh, that's the clover she in this you know being like however old i was watching this movie oh she in this um i remember my feelings of seeing an ll cool j in this because it had come out sometime after the paradise music video and me being very impacted at a young age of seeing him shirtless (laughs) under that waterfall and i just knew this was gonna be something (laughs) Um, i don't know anybody as (sighs) As like intensely heterosexual as you. <laughs> like I like men too, you know, whatever. But <laughs> but like this has been on you since birth. <laughs> Girl, oh, why don't six in park changed my life? I'm not, I can't even tell you how much it did. But no, and um always loving um the her monologue on uh something be- what was what'd she say oh my god i'm like blanking i had it written down yesterday in the movie in the movie yeah her like when she's doing the fake like um inspection thing and mm-hmm. uncompromising uh, martin luther king was uncompromising malcolm x was uncompromising and your mother i'm sure was un you know, great scene love it if i yeah. if i had to you know audition for a movie i think i might bring that um in my cards with me you know and tape that for the casting director and see how they feel yeah you know, get along a feel with me. the one-on-one monologue yes that's always <laughs> in my back pocket i'm ready to break out into that but on second watch you know you realize a few more things as an adult right number one gabrielle union is not the villain in this movie shout no. out to twitter uh, it's always been these three niggas who one of them yes. is an op, so like we know he a yeah. villain. Definitely, <laughs> Duh. definitely. It, yep. Yeah. Well, what else did you? Because time this movie came out seventeen years ago. It was a very different cultural time. Yeah, also. it was. Yeah. So what? What else do you feel now? Like, did you enjoy it as much as you remember enjoying it the first time, or did you not enjoy it the first time? I did enjoy it the first time because it's like, you know, okay. when you're a kid, you think you get a glimpse into like what adults are enjoying. So you're like, yeah. oh, this is this is cute. <laughs> this is funny. I'm having, you know, this is what the big folks are watching and looking at. And I'm like mm-hmm. this little elementary school person like, oh, OK, they cussing in this. There's some sex in this. 
interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is Whoa. what they cover my eyes for, right? Yeah. And on second watch, it still holds up. Like yeah. uh Eva and Ray in the car singing Shaka Khan. Love it. Love it's just that. a cute rom com moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the sisters relationship. It's like, oh, you kind of wish she had more sisters. I only got one. She cool, but yeah. you, you know, sometimes you want more. I just it still holds up for me. You know, the hair salon scenes, you don't see that a lot in yeah. movies anymore. Like that just Not little anymore. piece of black culture you want to see. So I think it holds up. What did you think on second watch? And where were you? Where was young Alexis in 2003 <laughs> when you first saw this movie? So that's the thing. I actually do remember seeing this movie and I saw it in 2003. Uh, I was way too young to be watching it. But here's my situation. <laughs> I um I watched this movie on a maybe Friday or Saturday evening uh, hmm. after a trip after a family trip to Blockbuster. Yes. Okay. Um and this weekend I was like spending this weekend with my dad. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a child of divorce and I this is very normal for me. So I'm like this is a dad weekend. Yeah. We go to Blockbuster, get the movie, and this weekend he's also like on a date with like this woman. She was from New Orleans. She made like a mm. seafood boil that night. I remember Ooh. this vividly. I like yeah. remember the smell of like like Zatarans uh-huh. <laughs> filling the house. And I'm just like uh-huh. stuffing my little belly. And we watched this movie and it definitely was a lot of like finger over the eyes like mm-hmm. <laughs> moments. Cause I don't think they realized that this what was, it was not for this small child to be consuming. But I remember yeah. it vividly. I remember this, <laughs> like I remember the entire movie vividly. Um and I enjoyed it. The parts that I did get to see through my yeah. my, my through my dad's girlfriend's fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was sitting in between them completely ruining their date night as oh, well. Oh man. It is you what it is. Been in the bed. You, you no, should have no. been in the bed. Now they should have <laughs> watched it when you they, it was past your bedtime. They should have watched it. What bedtime? You went to bed. It's the weekend. At dad's right. house. There's You're no right. bedtime. Well, they should have put you to sleep and then watched the movie. <laughs> mm, I would have bothered them anyway. I, probably that is what happened. They probably <laughs> put you in the bed and you said, oh, y'all gonna watch a movie? Can Smuggled I watch? Smuggled right in between. It was, I had a good time. Clearly, it sounds like a great night, right? Blockbuster, yeah, night. crab legs. <laughs> you ruined that man's date night. Why have a kid if you if you want to have a good date night? Don't have don't kids. Don't have a kid there. Unless, you know, unless you want to make the marriage thing work. Otherwise, that little nigga is going to bother your dates. Yeah. I.e. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I remember enjoying it. I thought it was lovely. I thought great. <laughs> I did think Gabrielle Union was evil. I thought that she was mm-hmm. the villain in this movie when I first saw mm-hmm. it. Um, I thought the men were very attractive <laughs> yeah. in this movie. There's a mm-hmm. scene where. Oh, well, this the premise of the movie is a little wacky. Um, and LL Cool J ends up um, being fake dead and yeah. locked in an attic without, uh-huh. like, like chained up by the waist. Yes. <laughs> That's a little um, far out. Yeah. <laughs> but in the end, he has to, like, take his pants off to, like, mm-hmm. free himself. And I just remember being captivated by that. <laughs> um, and I rewatched it <laughs> on second watch. And that scene is still captivating because LL Cool J is like sculpted from clay. Yes. I mean, he got it. But you are absolutely right. Um, Gabrielle Union is not the true villain here. Mm -mm. Um, 
in fact, it's the man that's the villain. Um, And partly the women for being with those men. Like, yes, because why? Yeah, they didn't have to do that. But like, in general, the the movie held up for me. Trip was in that movie from Living Single. I didn't realize that until recently. Yeah. He had them glasses on. He looked so because Trip was fine in Living Single. He was a yeah. dweeb and deliver us from evil. I mean, I guess range. <laughs> yeah, but like the thing that stood out to me, and actually, I because I rewatched this just on a whim. I felt like watching this movie, and I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about it here because in looking up the production and stuff, it's actually it was actually right on the edge of like being indie. Like, yeah, it was at the production house that um made it was in its first few years that production house is like now a like larger one yeah um and now on second watch looking back you can see that there's like like there's a clear budget like constraint here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they make it work and it was good for 2003 certainly it was great yeah. especially in a time where like you know i i guess like early 2000s like we're kind of like in the height of so many things like black mm-hmm. so like like the height of like the black rom-com scene is like you know you yeah. follow in like brown sugar and brown the best man's sugar, yeah. and like the wood or whatever it's like this this is what was supposed to be the peak quote-unquote and he got delivered some evil mm-hmm. and then we kind of like not we don't die off completely but like it's it's not it's so much more spread out you know going into like the 2010s and like now it's like do we blame Tyler Perry for that like is it hmm. possible like can I I mean, he contributed a lot during that time. Now we can, you know, argue you know whether that was good or not. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like because his early his earlier films were good. You know what I think it actually was? I don't think we can blame him. <laughs> I think it's just the tone of black movies shifted. Because you know what else I rewatched mm. the other day was Barbershop. Uh, mm. I rewatched Barbershop. And mm-hmm. at that, like, because the because of the success of that, like, black movies kind of shifted away from romance and more to just comedy. I think that's, that's what happened. Because remember, Soul Plane. <clears throat> I was gonna say know? we could probably blame Kevin Hart for that. Now we on to it. Look, we gonna find a black man to blame. <laughs> <laughs> how you see that meme? That's like, how is this black man's fault? It's <laughs> It's I blame it him somehow. <laughs> yeah, I think we can blame Kevin Hart for that. Yeah, because Soul Plane yeah. was like, we all, so, ugh, Soul Plane. And then, but like, I, don't know, after, I mean, but then afterwards, he tried, like, he wasn't so many things back to back after that. And then he tried to make himself a sex symbol and then kind of get into the rom com thing. And then he's like in every movie with like a famous white man every year after that. And it's just like, okay. And that's like, kind of like, that's feeling man. right. That's like feeling Hollywood's black quota with Kevin Hart. And it's like, we don't want just Kevin Hart. So mm-hmm. I'm going to blame him. All right. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and all in all, Deliver Us from Eva is a really like playful and, yes. kind, and kind of sexy movie as well. And I They're, think the cast is very attractive. So it's very yeah. sexy. Yeah. It's, 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 fun and it's sexy and it holds up and it feels real grown and i think that's just because i watched it when grown. i it literally felt like peeking under the veil of grownness yeah <laughs> you know so that still holds up very much you know the premise of manipulating people into dating people is not something yeah. that's popular as a concept these days because you know we we care about consent now yes we do <laughs> you know 
I did enjoy the movie just as much. The jokes were still as funny. The mm-hmm. sexiness was still sexy. Yeah, Very. I recommend y'all go rewatch this. And if you, you if you're too young to have watched it, go watch it for the first time. <laughs> Please and tell what what do you think on your first watch in 2020 for of Deliver yeah. Me because you probably have a different perspective because uh, yeah. a lot of my like I guess love is also rooted in nostalgia because it's just <laughs> something you watch when you're a kid and you, you want to rewatch it as an adult and you still love it even though some things have flaws but when you're a kid you don't really see the flaws it's like yeah it's rated R movie it's just nice. and I can watch it yeah yeah so I did you know. After y'all go watch these movies, tell us what you think. Sid? Please. Will you tell us, will you tell them how to find us? Yeah. If you're liking what you're hearing and you want to hear some more, ooh, that's a, that's, that's a flow right there. Uh, come on, come on. <laughs> I'm, you want me, I can put a track on it. Come on. No, nah, it's mm. fine. Follow us on Twitter. Ooh, it's very, <laughs> it's giving um, Sugar Hill. <laughs> Yeah, we don't. If you know, like let us know your thoughts, what you're thinking. Uh did you watch Miss Juneteenth? Go rent it if you haven't. If you did, did you like it? What are your thoughts? We're on Twitter at Tell us how much you love Nicole Bahari. Please. We should just do a poll. Do you love her? Yes. Other answer, hell yes. There's only <laughs> precisely. Uh, yeah. So hit us up on Twitter. You can find us at TNCC Pod. And if you're liking the graphics and stuff you see on Instagram, uh, let us know there. Follow us. Double tap. Share it at New Chitlin Circuit, and that's spelled C H I T L I N. And while we got you here, you might as well like and subscribe to the show because yeah. you're still here. So you Go might as well do, do it. it. Do it. You know. We appreciate y'all listening, so go ahead and uh, appreciate us back in the form of five stars. Yes, five star, five star, five star. And if you're really feeling it, leave a comment, you know, because yeah. we like to hear what you think. Say, oh, man, I really hope Nicole Bahari, like, reaches out to Lex and that they could, you know, see what's up with each other. You know what I'm talking about? Like, type that up and pr- press comment. Press comment. We're going <laughs> I'm really trying Sydney's allyship today. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're just really trying it today. Um. (laughs) Nice. Appreciate you. (laughs) All right. That's how to find us. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you. Stay safe out there, y'all. Stay safe. Put your mask on. Just please put your mask on, please. Please. Please, please. And wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Don't touch nobody else's face. And stay out the goddamn club. Stay after this. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>